just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 52 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 7, Champagne for My Real Friends, Real Pain for My Sham Friends. Error. Reconfiguring. Perspective, nephew. I'm here to adjust yours. It's going to have problems with her hands. Someone yeah. she can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're going to be rough. What is that? Is that like, a crow's foot? What the fuck? At the cafe, like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Karen! You want the person you've become? Then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. Karen! Wild dreams are born. Wait, why are you making this shit up? What you, what's wrong with you? Be, no, not Philip. Felix. <laughs> Felix not working. Felix, it's over. <laughs> the Asna's doing you wonders. I watched him have a shit in an alley and I watched him kiss his first girlfriend. Must have been a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> when do plans start living? Hello, mate. Hello, guys. How you doing, Boozy? That's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. I'm not fucking about, mate. He's like, don't be mean, no, Simon. Listen, keep being mean. I'm going to make you call me Colonel, okay? ATM over here. You've just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. A los cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon, why me encanta One Tree Hill. Holiday. I was not expecting So hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 7, Champagne for my real friends, real pain for my sham friends. Dom, we are here. How are you, my friend? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm glad to be in Podland. We're here in Poddington. You've got your chalice of delight. And I'm My goblin. I'm uh kind of getting over a, a cold, which is fine. These these things happen. Lots of uh lateral flow tests this week to make sure it isn't covid or at least covid uh kind of related and they've all come up negative, so it is just a a cold. And it's kind of it's kind of like it's like the first week I've I've like done an activity and done something uh where like I haven't worn a mask all the time and I get 
I get a cold. But also, I'm, I'm off work at the moment. Like, not because I'm ill or anything, but I'm off work because it's, like, holiday slash, like, vacation time. So, um, it kind of happens to me every time I'm on holiday. It ca- catches up with me, and uh, I get a little bit ill. But, hey-ho, the world moves on, continues revolving. And here we are. How are you, my very, very good friend, Simon? Happy? <laughs> loving life? Have you got wine? Beer? I wasn't sure what no. you were pouring in there. No, R- this R- is um, Schler. Oh, Schler, yes. We discussed Schler the other day, didn't we? Schler, which is um, it's a rosé sparkling fruit drink. It's actually a delicious new recipe, as the bottle states, Tom. But basically, it's a non-alcoholic uh, fizzy bubbler. I'd just like to say that Schler, for 11 months of the year, barely sells. You get to December and that shit flies off the shelves. It's insane. It's like people go, I'm feeling a bit fancy this December. Gonna get some schler. Let's get some schler. Oh, oh, let's get some schler. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? It's lovely. Get to January. Should we get some schler? Oh, no. What's wrong with you? Don't do that. Like, what's like? It's crazy. Honestly, people go nuts straight at Christmas. Nuts. It's it's fancy. I didn't know. I, I, You're there's fancy. There's just not many... Well, well, well. Do you know some some things I feel relatively fancy about? Like I have some things that it's like uh, I think a normal person wouldn't spend money on these things. It's ridiculous. And then I have other things where I'm like, I'm not spending that on that. That's crazy. Which are probably things that like a normal person would want. You know what I mean? Like an example of this, I have my mouthwash imported. From but from America, <laughs> right? That's... But 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 I I go to the barbers. It's a Turkish barbers. I love it. They set your ears on fire. It's a whole thing. But in it's, Turkey, uh, I lo- <laughs> <laughs> it's another extravagant thing. No, this is just in town here, and the haircut might be like fifteen pound. You know, if that, maybe a couple pound extra if I don't know. You get a shape up on your beard or something. But, you know, I like it. It's a roll of the dice every time you go in because you never get the same person. You No appointments. You just roll the dice. Sometimes you get someone good. Sometimes you come out and go, oh, my God, I don't even look like me. Who am I? Because your hair, you know, it's just not what you thought. And then I booked an appointment. I was like, enough of this. I can't roll the dice anymore. I need a Ross. Dom, you fa- you famously have a Ross. You cut your hair. Your hair's been cut now. It looks magnificent. It looks the same every time. <laughs> this is you. That's your haircut, right? It's pretty consistent. I could come out. I... Yours is inconsistent. No, it's pretty consistent, I said, with Ross, going to Ross. It is fairly consistent. They could make a Lego figurine, shout out to Mike, of you, Dom. <laughs> And uh, you would never, you would never not be the same as that figurine. Where if they made a figurine of me, every time I go to the barbers, I could come back and it'd be like, oh, who's that? The hair's wrong because it could be anything. Any anyone who's fortunately anyone who's got the Simon uh, mini Lego minifigure will be like changing your hair all the time, <laughs> like popping that off, <laughs> popping a new one on. Let's get his hair changed over. They've given him a skin fade this time. Oh no, now it's a low blend. Wait, I'm for, it's fortunate my hair grows quickly, but honestly, and it, you know, it happens. They start cutting your hair and you're just, 
you can't it's already gone wrong or you want them to stop but you can't say anything because that would be there's other people in there and they would judge you that's what i think anyway also i've said i'm pretty sure i've said this before but it's the one profession where you allow someone to hold a pair of scissors to your head and let them Mm -hmm. continue to just do whatever and if they fuck it up there's you know there's always that fear that that pair of scissors is going to be buried in your head so you just let it happen and think it will grow (laughs) like we'll get someone else to cut it (laughs) yeah i spoke to a barber once uh was at like a birthday party thing he was like a friend of a friend and he was saying that it's unregulated there's no regulation for uh hairdressing so you know like in in the industry I work in, in care, it's heavily regulated. In most industries, are regulated, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, this is the profession where people can hold a, you know, a cutthroat razor and shave you to your neck, and it's not regulated. You don't, you have no idea who these people are, you know. Well, I'm. I think we should change that. We should campaign for change, and you know, like um, you get the ombudsman for like certain things. So. Mm-hmm. Um, like for TV and stuff, it's Ofcom, isn't it? So should we have one for hairdressers? Yeah. What? What should it be called? That's a really good, good question. Um, well, we got Ofsted, Ofcom. What about Offhead? Because if you get it wrong, <laughs> they take off your head. Literally, yes. <laughs> Offhead is being created as of now by us, um, and we'll get the men and women everywhere worldwide please to protect your heads absolutely send us your hairdressing um barber complaints and we will deal with them for you send those in hmm. um and yeah we would like pictures as well we won't share them oh my god can someone okay for being serious if some the next person the next raven the next pigeon that gets a bad haircut send us the phone number of the hairdressers we won't name you we will keep you anonymous but live on the podcast we will call them on loudspeaker and just say oh hello this is simon and dominic calling from Offhead. we've been given some information that you almost took off somebody's head in your hair salon we're looking for a mic <laughs> and just go through that conversation how do you think it would go dom can you be mike uh I- or you want me to be the, the hairdresser? Yeah, be Mike, yeah. So a lot of our customers, I was going to say, a lot of our people are from, our pigeons and ravens are from the States. So is Mike American? Mm-hmm. Are we assuming he's American? Take it as you will, my man. Because I think we have to wake him up early. <laughs> I think we, we phone uh, uh like 8 o'clock our time. Okay. AM. Yeah. And it'll be like middle of the night for him. Or her. Okay, but can you can you give me Mike? I want to role play this. I'll be Mike. Okay. Okay. This is Mike. Who's this? Hello, hello, Mike. This is Simon calling from Offhead.org. I've never. We heard have of been. It. <laughs> well, Mike, if you just allow me to finish, please. Uh, I've been I've been given some information that states that you endangered the life of a a young a young woman that loves podcasts and you took off a part of her ear um whilst you were like you know looking at your phone and she said while you were looking at your phone she could actually see that you were listening to the joe rogan podcast on itunes and we just want to know what you have to say 
I I would like my lawyer present. Am I under arrest? Are you recording this? No, sir. <laughs> Except all all phone calls are recorded for regulation purposes. But we're calling to regulate you, Mike. Where were you schooled for your hairdressing? Uh, self-taught. <laughs> well, I want to speak to your teacher, Mike. That's me. <laughs> self-taught. <Mike>? Yes. <laughs> well, Mike, I think it's time to put the scissors down, my friend. Do you have a backup trade? Uh, no. <laughs> I could sell apples. I'd say, okay, <laughs> well, firstly, Mike, what I think you need to do is you need to pick up, you know, your razor, and instead of cutting hair, you need to cut the shit, because we've had enough of it, okay? I cut hair like a pro. There's nothing wrong with my style. And if she lost her ear, it's because she moved. It's nothing nothing to do with me. It's all her. What was her name? Is this Michelle? Mer- it's Marine. Oh, God. Okay, it was Marine. It was Marine. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, she's only got one ear. But she's coming for me. <laughs> this is just warning. She has a certain set of skills. Yeah. Unique. <laughs> well, I'm up for it. But, yeah, send us your bad hair day and we'll, uh, we'll deal with them for you. Just like that. But all of that to say, Dom, is I had enough of these bad haircuts, so I've decided to, to book in at... Tony and Guy. Oh, wow. So you're going to have a simple trim for £45. 46 was... (laughs) I was close, wasn't I? Wait, wait, wait. Just for a blowjob. I booked online. (laughs) Wait. 46 was the standard, right? If I wanted to pick someone, like, specific... And there was... I looked through the names and there was someone called Simon. And I was like, oh, maybe that's serendipity. Shout out to you, Magdalena. I know you appreciate that word. Good film. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, John Cusack's got good hair. And, uh, but that person, it would be £56. And I was like, no, I'll chance it. I'll roll the dice with a 46er. So, yeah, I'm, st- I'm starting to try and realise that maybe just trying to, you know, Put the money into the premium. Just go premium everything. Mouthwash, hair, just make it happen. So this mouthwash, what mouthwash is it? Crest. And can you not get that over here? No. Not even at Costco? Maybe. I get it through Amazon. And I know I'm the only person that orders it because I only ever have one in stock at a time and then I buy it. <laughs> And then it goes back in stock. So they know that. I think they just know it's for me. They know roughly your, it's really good. your cycle it's really of when you're going to run out as well. About once about once a month. Yeah. yeah. So it gets it's to the end so of the month. They're like, Dom. this bottle's going soon. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> it, but honestly, it's the only mouthwash I've ever had that I won't. You know, it's the habit. You do mouthwash and then you rinse your mouth out with water afterwards, and it's a complete waste because you've just washed it out. This is the only mouthwash; it tastes so good. I just like let, just leave it in there. I know you're not supposed Lovely. to rinse out with water afterwards. That's and negates the whole mouthwash process. <laughs> exactly, your dentist will be telling you off. You're not supposed to do that with your toothpaste either. Yeah, we all do. You have to alternate a little bit. Like what I tend to do is mouthwash. Um, like a little bit before or a little bit after. So I like brush my teeth and then a while later, mouthwash. 
Mm. But sometimes I'll brush my teeth like a bit like after dinner or something like that. So a bit earlier before I go to bed. And then when I'm going to bed, I'll then go mouthwash. So there's a bit of time. Mm. There's a bit of time for all the fluoride to do its work. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> get in, yeah. get in there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I just have two things. I'm not going to go into detail in them, into them because we're just going to go straight into this episode. But I did have two funny things happen this week. One, uh, F and I wrote a children's book, and I'm really proud of it. Wow. Uh, we've been writing it in our heads for about eight years. I, I, it's a story I told her on our honeymoon uh, to distract her from feeling seasick. I was just making it up, and uh, but we actually wrote it down. And uh, yeah, I, it was just for fun. But we're gonna might see if we can get like an artist to do the pictures, put it together, and then I don't know. Who knows? And then the other thing was there's a bird trapped in my wall. Is it still there? So right. So there's a. I was cooking dinner. <laughs> I had headphones in, was listening to a podcast, something or other. Not our podcast. Famously, I don't listen to our own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not even back anymore. Um, but. I was listening to a podcast, so I did, but my dog was going crazy. Luna was going nuts, and so I took the thing, the headphones out, and I went to look around to see what was going on. Couldn't hear anything. She kept sort of like, she was confused and sort of looking around and whatever. So I just listened for a minute, and I could hear a bird flapping, and it stuck within the wall in, of an internal wall of our house. And I think that what why how this has happened is when we bought the house, it had been the guy that we bought it from had renovated it. He bought the house to renovate it. So it's got some like fancy things in it where he's like put wiring and things through the wall. So some of our walls are they're hollow because they're like, I don't know, prop walls to put wiring through and I don't know, whatever else. <sighs> And so what I think's happened, and this goes all the way up and through the house, so I think it's got through our loft in in the ceiling because we'd seen a couple birds maybe getting through, and then it must have got in through a wall, and now it's trapped in the middle of a wall. So I called up like wildlife places to see what I'm supposed to do and whatever. They're like, well, there's two options here. We can come round and we can cut a hole in your wall, or you can leave it and it will die in your wall but then you're going to get maggots and all kinds of other things yeah it's going to smell all of that stuff and obviously i'm a vegetarian i love animals so i was like okay if worse comes to worse i'm just gonna have to get a hole put in this wall but then it it started moving so it's going through and you don't even know where it is to even cut this hole right so then we like we left we're leaving like the the wall that's open goes into a cupboard in the middle of the house where we keep luna's dog food and stuff so I left that open, left the skylight open, so hopefully it'd come out and fly out and whatever. Um, and it's been like a day and a half and haven't heard anything. So I'm really hoping that means it's found its way out. Potentially it could be the other thing. <laughs> but I'm really hoping it's not. Yeah, hopefully it's escaped. Let's hope so. Yes. When I, when I worked at <laughs> uh, Firth, Sainsbury's, the supermarket chain I used to work for, and I was uh, I was a manager at a store. Um, it doesn't matter where, to be honest, because no one's going to know where that is. But um, there was a rat that died in, in in the wall of the cash office. So with with our cash offices, you've got two heavy doors. So you've got one door, and if you open the second door, like all sorts of crazy alarms go off, and it all goes a bit mental. So you have to open one door, and there's kind of like an airlock. Shut that door and go into the next 
room into the cash office and there's like big safes in there and stuff and the ATMs are in there and uh, in that airlock bit is where the rat had died uh, and it's it was horrendous the smell was awful and what was worse is they put like 10 air fresheners in there and that kind of made it worse I was like I think, <laughs> I think dealing with the dead smell would have been better than dealing with the, the air fresheners as well which just was just disgusting so hopefully that hasn't so happened. did they did they cut the wall open then and get it out they, they can't because it's steel walls it's it's like steel linings so no one can rob the place because it's a, oh, like a protected office so it's like the one place so i would just, go in a zombie invasion as well get into just there forever get into, into one of them with loads of food and you're fine but yeah it was just there forever it, like obviously it's like decomposed now it was years and years ago so it doesn't smell anymore but it was horrible <laughs> hopefully that doesn't help in you um happen in your house <laughs> I'm ready to yeah, right. If I can hear it again, I'm ready to somehow get a hole in the wall. Just I would do punch it. Punch through, bang, and grab yeah. it, and then launch it out. And you're like, "Yes, saved it. Look how awesome that, I am." That re- that sounds like the sort of thing that I could do. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. that sounds in the realms of from my physique. You know, <laughs> my my famously very strong, well built arms. Mm. I'm pretty sure I could do that. The upper body strength of a Greek god, I think, is is what goes around mm-hmm. when we describe you. Yeah, <laughs> somewhat. When I was uh, when I was a teenager, someone that was um, not me, but somebody who was on uh, let's call them mind altering drugs. Let's oh, say, Jesus. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> what was he? Basically, broke over how skinny my arms were like it was like messing his head up that my arms were so skinny wow. <laughs> it's like what's wrong with your arms oh. you said what's wrong and, with um... your face it's kind of like standard <laughs> and i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Just wave them>. <laughs> <laughs> so i was really bad for a podcast i was like dancing and making a silly face but i liked it you know it's bad for a podcast but it's good for me yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why we that's why we do it. So before we go any further, Dom, what would I say? How would you say? What would you say if I said we have seventy one no. Ravens over at Ravenshoops dot net. Seventy one. I would say no way. Not another one in a week. That's crazy. Oh, I would say, Dom, 71, are we done? Is there more fun? We're not dumb. Who's going to be the lucky one to be number 101? Son? I'm saying, is it going to be someone called Son? Yes, it will definitely be, be someone called Son. Worth going for a run? What do you think? When will we be done? Probably never. More than 101? <laughs> Probably never, my man. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. Coming in at Junior Varsity. Legend. Sarah. 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 You just became a raven. <laughs> but Dom, you think that's it? No, no. Someone had been in the JV leagues, working their way up. They started working hard in training. 
came into preseason and wow, they're looking like a you know round one draft pick. Guess what? All the way to the playoffs, MVP. They've made themselves into the Hall of Motherfucking Fame. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but someone well known to us, Dom. <gasps> someone we speak to on a weekly basis. <gasps> I'm talking Australia's finest. <gasps> Up there, if it's winter, she doesn't get out of bed for no one. <laughs> She's on a One Tree Hill watch along. And she hasn't eaten breakfast yet. Who am I talking about, Dom? You are absolutely talking about cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's an opening in my lineup. Welcome, cat. Welcome. You've 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 done it. You've hit the big time. You're in. You are making that team. You are on the court. Week in, week out. That is your spot. You're the centre. You're the linchpin. The linchpin of this team, cat. Yeah. Well done. Cat, we'd also, we'd also <laughs> like to offer you a position at Offhead, if you're interested. <laughs> do, you, do you know what's quite funny is that I think Cat would kind of bring a bit of sense to it all and a bit of reasoning. Mm. Because mm. When, like, when we're yeah. talking to Cat in the in the Zoom before we do the watch along, it's like, oh, it's Thursday morning over there. Hey, she's in the future. She's like, okay, calm down, boys. It's kind of... <laughs> I just, just okay. Let's let them have their moment, and then they'll calm down. <laughs> These boys are worse than a couple of the Sheilas, I tell you. Excellent. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, please, if Cat, if you want to join Offhead, let us know. If you want to Hell make yeah. a complaint to Offhead, let us know. Of course, <laughs> if anyone's messed up your hair, let us know. We'll be straight on the phone. <laughs> But yeah, it's awesome, and we say we say it like every week. But the watch alongs are really like the heart of everything that we're doing now. I changed the tiers around on uh, on the Patreon, like we talked about last week, Dom. So you know the the watch alongs are for open for everyone. The highlight videos that Dom puts together are for the Varsity and Hall of Fame, and then obviously Hall of Fame are the guys that come on and uh you know have their raven slot on the podcast we've got a couple episodes coming up dom where we're gonna have uh two ravens where it's doubled up but we're gonna do them in separate recordings so we're gonna have some episodes that will be you know even longer than normal but we love that because we love to talk about one tree hill when we do it sometimes (laughs) (laughs) talking of which let's talk about this episode and then our raven for the night so we had uh we had a raven lined up a hall of famer of course and then you know just due to scheduling and you know life as it is i was unable to make it so i put this episode out to our other hall of famers to say hey there's a slot open in our lineup anyone that wants to come in first comment can have it i put that out for a few days no bites nothing i was like okay well now i'll put it down to the next level you know to our varsity team members and i put it out to them for a few days and if there's no bites on that then i'd put it down to the junior varsity you know to give everybody an opportunity and then we got a message or the first comment was from your friend kiri who said i said she said i said to dom if no one had commented by 8 a.m then i'll do it it's please tell me that there's you've hidden the comments or something. 
And I was like, no, you are the one. So Kiri will be joining us in about an hour's time. And there you go. That's your friend. You've got history. Absolutely. It's going to be a bit strange, I think, having someone on here that knows me from outside of this podcast as that isn't you. <laughs> so that's going to be right. it's going to be a bit crazy and uh one thing we we quite often talk about is how close people like like how far away people are from us and that like the closest person is normally like Tahani and we know that Magdalena lives kind of London way and Kiri actually lives kind of not far from us as well it's about mm. 30 to 40 minute drive you know so um yeah, so this this basketball team is is getting bigger. So we need and Alicia. And, Alicia oh yeah, of course, of course. Like London as well. Isn't yeah, it? she was like South London way, wasn't she? I think she yeah, mentioned yeah. like years ago. Um, we need to. We haven't spoken to her for a while. She she's down. She's on. She must have a later episode in this season. She's been early but... season one and season two, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, anyway, they're always fun episodes so the london yeah. the london and, and uk base is is getting bigger because now we've got it's growing ian in ireland as well yeah ian you're crazy man <laughs> so we'll talk about this in a minute but well i'll say it now we were right i got a few i got a couple comments dom i got i got a couple comments about our debate and like i said like i said we um I'm not listening back to the podcast anymore. We have we have this technique now, sort of edit, not editing as we go, but if we need to edit something out, I shout that Dom shouts the timestamp out, and I just edit it out afterwards. And it really keeps it fresher for me because otherwise I'm listening. We do this for three hours, and I listen to it for three hours, and then you know. So anyway, so I didn't listen back to, to our episode. So I, but we had that debate about Nathan being rude to Haley. Do you remember? And uh, I was saying I thought. He was being rude to her, and he could, he could cut her a bit of slack, or it's, he doesn't have to be rude to her about. It. And you were sort of saying, well, he's not being rude; he's just being very sort of straight up, you know. And we had a bit of back and forth, all in good fun. <laughs> it's all good. But <laughs> I got a, I got a few comments about it saying that Nathan was uh, he wasn't rude; it was you know it was completely fine. He was just being straight, and this that you know whatever whatever and uh i still disagree and i think that this next episode this episode we're going to talk about in a minute is evidence of that because he essentially like apologized for it or brooke had to have like a go at him for being a dick you know in the arcade and basically ignoring Haley and this that and the other and he softens and by the and we'll talk about it but by the end of the episode he comes round on it and he starts being like how he used to be and and uh yeah so but so i still stick by it i feel i still think that he was being rude um and that actually he he could have just been a little bit nicer to her in that point but <laughs> ian you crazy man was like yeah you know he was being fine you know if that happened to me i would have burnt the apartment down <laughs> just torch it <laughs> i mean i don't know if he was saying that Haley would have been in the apartment at that point you know shackled to something that doesn't move you know or what? She, she has about three feet of space and ian has just wiped it out <laughs> with one flame 
Yeah. Nice. So yeah. So there Excellent. we go. Excellent. So should we should we get into this one then? Absolutely. Let's go for it. Where where would you yeah. like to start? We always go where I would like to start, but I want to go where you would like to start because I think you'd pick something a bit different from me. I I have an idea of where I would start, and let's see if it's the same. I was I was going to go left field and say Deb and Karen, which is exactly where I would have started. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, the general gist here is well. Firstly, you didn't get you didn't get to be part of that part of the conversation. But Barbara Allen Wood said this was one of her in our conversation with her. This was one of her funnest and fondest memories. Was filming this on the billboard. It was, yeah, absolutely. It was. It's fun. It's a lot of laughs. I'm sure she had a great time with it, and it's definitely a memorable one for us as well. Piers in Brazil. <laughs> Hello, boys. <laughs> you know, you know the bit in Independence Day. Uh, Hello, boys. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. She's a friend of the show. She is a friend of she... the show. We can't just say Deb and Karen and then giggle like like schoolboys for is, the next five minutes. Is, is that not what we're doing? Is that not why we're here? <laughs> we give a unique perspective on One Tree Hill. Mm. And a big part of that unique perspective is that we have... Wait, do we have an extra chromosome or less of a chromosome? Well, which way is it? What, of, oh, he's not... Compared to, to women? Yeah, do we have an extra one or they have... Well, they have the extra one. We've got one less, haven't we? Aren't we XY? We have one and, less. And ladies are XX. Right. Sure. So we So we have one less chromosome than most people covering One Tree Hill, right? That's the correct way to say that sentence. Yes. That is correct. So it's unique. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think I think Lex would be here with us as well, you know, that's uh she also has has a love for Barbara Allen Woods, so that's also that's not true. And has an I additional guess. chromosome about... versus yeah. versus you and yeah. I. <laughs> yeah, so that's not true. So I guess what it is is uh, being a fan of attractive older ladies. What? The... <laughs> <laughs> Who said Who's... that, Mike? Are you still here, Who's Mike? Popped in. Was it the bird in the wall? <laughs> It was. <laughs> tweet, tweet. <laughs> oh, um, oh, maybe it's a blue tit. Who knows? But anyway. <laughs> Couple of tits up there. <laughs> oh, it's so lucky Barbara Allen Woods doesn't listen to the podcast, isn't it? I mean, it's so lucky <laughs> that I think it's about 71 people that listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait 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 good point good point hey peoples pigeons ravens what the absolute fuck we are getting sorry sorry do you know Ephany said to me today i said something while we were walking around sainsbury's of all places and uh, (laughs) it wasn't your one 
you were there at one point, but this is a different one. You know, the one near me. Mm-hmm. The one that's like empty all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout out to Leon. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Such a happy guy. But, but right, <laughs> Leon was Dom's boss at the old <laughs> where he used to work. <laughs> worked his way up but that's why that's why you hated him wasn't it because the trolley guy he superseded you and... <laughs> yeah that's why he's got a sunny disposition though wait does that mean that you're happy yeah i think does so. that mean you're grumpy yeah, happy i think yeah, yeah just, no. he's a happy guy that's like a jack right right i didn't know if sunny disposition was meaning like you're grumpy like jack nicholson or if you're like no he's, i think it means happy. anyway Great. Well, yeah, he's got a sunny disposition. You'd think you'd say he has a sunny position then, right? His position on life is sunny. What's the dis about? I don't know. I don't make the rules. Well, we were trying to count chromosomes a minute ago. <laughs> so. The problem is we've got one missing. What are we talking about? <laughs> Do you... right. Sainsbury... All right. I was walking around Sainsbury's with F and our baby earlier, and I said something like, yeah, what a prick. Like, I probably, I don't know, probably talking about someone I work with or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she was like, yeah, language, because baby's there. So um, having to really watch the language. Not that I, I don't swear that much anyway, um, but I just threw out an F-bomb because maybe this is the only place I can do it now. How do you feel about swearing? You swear quite a lot, yeah, it, more than I. It just I sort of say. happens, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, it's if I'm in a work environment or like have to be in polite company, I, I don't swear at all. If it's kind of if I'm, what's that say about you and I? Then? If I'm, you're with me. It, it's not polite company, is it? It's it's my mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <You> fucking prick. <laughs> yeah, let it out, let it out. But. The reason for the the volatile swearing is we're getting messed up, like in the rankings here on like iTunes. We're like fifth or sixth. We're behind, dare I say, lesser One Tree Hill podcasts. And uh, look, if we're we've said from the beginning, N- not dare you say, they're all lesser. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, hundred well, percent. I don't mind being behind Rivercourt. I really don't, because that's an OG and Lex is the homie. I don't mind being behind Tree Hill Talk, because they're the OGs, also the homies. And Drama Queens, we're always going to be behind them. And that's okay, they're the OGs, they're the homies. But <laughs> anybody else, trash, no, not having it. But i tell you what we do have. We have way more way more ravens patreon followers than any of the one tree hill podcasts including drama queens because they don't have a patreon but we are number one number one for that but we need more reviews okay marine canada we're done we've we're we're great in canada we're number two in canada but the uk our home country is really letting us down guys if you're in the uk help help us out please dom beg them please this is a this is a call to arms and a call to action because marine absolutely smashed it she got 60 
six zero reviews yeah. from just people, and uh, I, I said it as a bit of a tongue in ge- tongue in cheek passing comment. Just take people's phones, whack the review on, and pass it back. But now I'm saying this seriously. Please, just take people's phones, whack the review on, and leave the- Give it back. Make sure you give the phone yeah. back. That's the important bit. Do that. You're going to return it. Yeah. But if you work in a place yeah. with a lot of people, hey mate, you got an iPhone? Can I have a look at it for a sec? Mm-hmm. Or can you just do this for me for a sec? Do it. If you want to win a little yeah. prize out of it, yeah. you just let me know. Mm-hmm. And I'll sort something out. I'll sort out your haircut and I'll sort you mm-hmm. out a little prize for just just get us 10 reviews. You know. Have you seen Tony Hawk did this thing, I think, last week, a couple of weeks ago, where Blood. he was selling off, yeah, selling off limited edition like skate decks that were paint mixed with his blood. Mm. I think there's something in this, Dom. Yeah, let's do something with our blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get, send little vials of our blood around if you want that. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite happy to um, donate. S- separate or mix or mix them. D- depends what they order, what they like. <laughs> You want, if you, how many reviews they if get. If you want a combo of the two, great. If you want two separate, great. If you just want one or the other, great. You let us know. We will, mm-hmm. we can yeah. literally provide blood. It's one thing I have yeah. a lot of flowing around. Yeah. yeah. About hair and saliva, or is that... Well, do, people Wait, listen spit. to Fox River, or about, or about my belly button fluff. Do you remember? It was going to break us out of prison once. Yeah, to just what, whatever. Any sort of like... <laughs> don't say bodily fluid okay don't you said you did it for me <laughs> no that's what you was tell me that was tell me that wasn't what you was about to say i was gonna say you know any sort of bodily foliage <laughs> that, you, that you require <laughs> then we will we will send <laughs> oh and I've become uncomfortable with this idea. Deb and Karen, let's move on. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Just finally, please. We need some reviews. Also, America. Don't think you. Don't think we're cutting you out of this. You're not exempt. We're good in America. We 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 are, and we appreciate you all. But we'd love a couple more. If you live with your family, if you live with a housemate, even if you live on your own, the mailman comes around. <laughs> you know, just. <laughs> we just need a couple we just need to get up in the rankings because oh also Dom I didn't tell you we got our first one star review <sighs> is it a pigeon? yeah yeah it must be no it's no rape probably some sort of rat <laughs> <laughs> it was the rat that died in Sainsbury's War yeah. it was his dying act <laughs> pass my phone quick did they uh, did they say anything did they say it was too long oh yeah was it that one what do you think it's it would be? Too long, not enough on Tree Hill. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm out then. That's it. <laughs> this is the first review that we've got that's been not five stars where someone's written something. We've had a, we've had one or two. Like we've, I think we've had about 140 reviews, which is amazing. Mm. And we've they're all in five stars except for three, I think. One was a two star that someone messaged me afterwards to apologise. Says she accidentally hit the two stars. <gasps> She's meant to hit five. Fair enough, no problem. Though I think if you're still listening, if you go back to the podcast and hit the five stars, I think that'll undo that. And then another one was I don't know, you know, just whatever. And then this one, one star, and and it's my fault, Dom. 
it was my fault but it was from before i changed my mind one star really disappointed about their reaction to drama queens and then in the comments said something like they were really mean about hillary sophia and um joy and I, I i wish i knew who that person was because i'd say just keep listening we turned it around but even so we were never ever mean about any of them we love all of them mm. we just said about you know things about you know about how they were covering it and some of the other things but we were it was always with love so i wish i knew who it was so i could just reach out but you know it may that person kept listening but also people that do their opinion you know it's not it's, what we do is not going to be for everyone you know mm-hmm. yeah so. totally. but yes deb karen they're going to the billboard to deface it spray cans i mean i i think someone wrote in just today actually and said they wish that we that we covered the episodes like we did in season one and i think and i they were saying a bit more in depth and what i think we need to get back to is less talking about the the dots of what actually happened and just talking having the conversation about it in general if you know what i mean like right like everyone knows what happened they went on the billboard they defaced it let's talk how we feel about it like what what, how did you feel about it I, i thought the whole concept of this was brilliant just the whole idea it was very um prankster childish immature but but kind of brilliant at the same time and it was all based on dan's like dirty tactics of the video from last week that he showed of karen launching the chair through the window and this was kind of their fight back and karen is is like that reserved kind of scared friend and deb's is like the kind of pushy one like come on let's let's just let's just do it remember how much of an asshole he is and then like karen's like yeah yeah okay and goes along with it and they just get themselves into adolescent trouble it's fantastic it's it's i actually really really enjoyed their scene and their moment and actually it leads the good thing about um one tree hill i've noticed is that when you have two people that are isolated it kind of goes either way it goes to to we're going to have an argument and things are going to end badly between us or we have a heartfelt conversation and we end up having the heartfelt conversation even though they're already friends but um deb says i wish i hadn't made this arrangement and this agreement to stay with him throughout his campaign because it's actually you know it's hurting my friend which is you you know my business partner my friend um and it's you know he's making your life difficult and i've kind of signed up to this and agreed to kind of be on his arm to help him win because you know that wholesome family view goes down well with this sort of thing in this sort of election it it really does have an impact and and that's kind of what she's what what i felt she was saying to karen is i really wish i hadn't done it i really wish i'd just gone you know what i'm not doing that you can stay in the house but i want nothing to do with you or your campaign and then and then she could have supported karen the right way um but she is really trying you know and all these kind of silly little games that she's playing so we had the the whole like previous pranks in the last couple of episodes and this was kind of like a a major one and she's the one that tells karen about the big billboard and they get themselves stuck up there the ladder falling over was was very comical and kind of you sort of think they're going up there they're alone the road's shut something wrong is going to happen like i i thought the ladder would probably disappear or maybe one of them would end up dangling off, <laughs> off the edge or something like that and um 
I, I really enjoyed it. Just the dynamic between them. Karen is now like a hero. She's fantastic. I think she's such a good character, and she she like Moira Kelly really displays vulnerability uh, and not wanting to get caught. You know, with Deb going, "Oh, oh we're screaming!" So like she's like, "Shut up! Please stop! You know, stop doing that. We're just you're just going to get yourself in, us in trouble." Also the road shut so there's not going to be anyone around for hours and you know and it it was just really clever there was one little i thought error in in it though when they they're both supposed to say when the ladder falls they're both supposed to say uh-oh or they say uh-oh or oh no either way yeah. they both say it at the same time but moira kelly has her hand over her face over her mouth and they both say it and then she very quickly moves her hand away so she sort of goes uh-oh and then it, like, it's almost like in real time when they were filming it, she realized that she's not meant to have her hand there, moves it out of the way. But it's after she said it. And I thought, oh, they've, they, they've kind of kept that in because it doesn't really matter. But I thought oh, it would have been great if she'd gone, <gasps> moved the hand, uh-oh, and then, you know, said it. But uh, I really, really enjoyed the, the whole scene. And when they pull, like they write what they write, which is, is an is an ass is an ass and draw the the moustache on him which is hilarious and then yeah they decide to pull that away and it's even better at the end what's your what what are your thoughts on their dynamic in in this kind of moment because we we've seen them kind of go through quite a journey you know deb with her um kind of drug problem and and the issues with with kind of addiction and the distance that she then put between her and karen and Karen's still trying to run these businesses to then her suddenly decided to make all these changes when Karen's away to them now being on this camp campaign trail together. What, what are you kind of thinking as a rewatcher? Well, there's many good points in there. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy these. I enjoy them together and they've got to a point now where, you know, like in Friends, I think it's a good comparison that after a few seasons, the characters, the actors know the characters. They know who they are. They're settled into the characters and they know they, they do that really well in Friends. Like After about the third, fourth season, everyone knows, you know, Chandler's the sarcastic one and Phoebe's kind of the the one that's a little bit, you know, left field and joey is kind of the more simplistic one but it's got like a great heart of gold and that sort of thing and it feels like they've got that now with this in one tree hill like karen like you said is someone that's quite reserved that is is sort of coming out of herself she's having like her second coming after everything that happened in high school it's like she went like you said like reserved into a shell of being having to be very protective of herself and of lucas and not allowing herself to be vulnerable and now she's at this point where she is positively triggered by deb to be a bit more free and we saw that with her going to you know the cooking school in italy and that was sort of the beginning of that and she's got two businesses she's running for mayor like she's got this newfound confidence and i think a lot of that is you can attribute to Deb and they're kind of like the yin the yin and yang of each other where Deb is a lot more sort of wild and a bit more free which is different from the Deb we were first introduced to at the beginning of the show she's had this uh character change and we could probably attribute that to Dan and his impact 
but what what i like about it is they just work really well together and it was funny and i like that they didn't go through with it all the way in the end you know i mean it's funny that you know it rips off and you know it's it is still you know funny but i like that they they decided that actually this is not how we want to do it you know we don't want to go to his level so yeah i think that was really good there were some good comedy moments in there as well where um, deb's got like karen's bra she's like oh where did you get this oh i didn't tell you it was from a sale what, what are we doing we need to get the lat you know all of those there's like good comic timing and it's relaxing seeing them on screen it's like ah, oh, these are it's comforting in a way does that does that make sense they're, they're actually a really nice break away from the weird mm. teen teenage angsty drama bit mm exactly aren't they they're, they're yeah. that good kind of stopgap of actually this is what the kids should be doing <laughs> and they're doing it and it's quite fun and and silly and I, I really like what you said about um them being kind of like uh, opposites that work well together which is like yin and yang because deb is like okay close off and takes her clothes off straight away and karen's like um yeah i'm not gonna do that and she's very reserved and and keeps that in is just like there's certain things i will not do and that is, i'm not going to go along with that you know and um even with the using the spray can she's like well you're the one that wanted to to write the words so you write the words and deb's like woo like like spraying as much as she possibly can and she's like okay but you do the mustache and you know she then sprays away and does all that and i th- yeah I, I really like your kind of analysis of them being the opposites that really work well together and they they kind of make that really comfortable perfect blend they're an it's an enjoyable watch watching them together and kind of what they come up with and they seem like they're quite scooby gang kind of scheming aren't they Mm. like creative and a bit let's let's go and get the villain i I like that i really enjoyed their their scene in this um episode yeah for sure and speaking of the villain so dan is not in this episode but Paul Johansson did direct this episode. So that makes sense that, you know, easier for him to remain behind the camera. And then speaking of some more of the production value points, a lot of great music from John Nordstrom in this episode. You can really, this sounds like One Tree Hill. I know that sounds odd, but these are the quintessential sounds of of the vibe. You know, You know, like star wars you can hear the soundtrack that's that is only star wars jurassic park you know all of these things that have iconic soundtracks that is what these sounds evoke like are you hearing the differences between you know season three and the uh, season one and two or the fact that we've just rolled straight into season three without any break you know is that sort of it's not as apparent to you there's moments where it is different and there's moments where i do hear it there was one in particular in this episode and what's really frustrating is for the life of me i cannot remember what was going on on screen but i actually thought to myself this actually the music change in that and the and the flow of it is feels very different but i think if i went back and watched season one or two and then took note of that i would then notice the difference a lot more it's because I, i need to kind of I suppose I kind of need to build up to what he's producing in in these episodes and how he's kind of helping the story progress through his music and his you, you know 
kind of his creations there um and then maybe go back one day watch a couple of episodes that are fairly interlude music heavy and see what that's like and see what i notice of the the differences there but i i there are definite changeable moments and versions of the music that i'm like that's that's not something i've heard before and that's different and i like that that's good I would love to know how long it would take you to binge One Tree Hill once we've finished. Like, I'd love to know what. How long do you think you could do it in? Well, I watched like, the nine seasons. I watched twenty-one episodes of a season called SWAT, and they are thirty to forty-minute episodes, so about the same length as One Tree Hill, right? I and yeah. I've finished that in three days. Okay, so you could probably do <laughs> it in like what three weeks. Then, what's really annoying is, is that watching something like SWAT. So it's not something I would particularly pick normally, but I I just thought there's that's nothing else I want to watch. I'm just going to throw it on and see what happens in like season one. And this was season three. Season three only like dropped onto Netflix over here like last week, and I've finished it already. And um, it's just such easy watching. There's there's no real thought process to it at all you don't really have to keep up with the storyline or anything like that um but what i did notice when i'm watching it and i think one tree hill was to blame for this but i'm not entirely sure so Mm. um is that i have an inherent distrust of absolutely any character in a tv show now so there's just (laughs) like there's the main swat team in this program and then they'll come across and interact with other people and they'll get information from someone and say like, hey, w- w- did you see this guy? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, he went down there, he went down there. And I'm thinking, no, nah, he's lying. This guy is lying. And he's <laughs> not. They never come back to that person. You never see them again. They were telling the truth. But I have an inherent distrust of absolutely every character that, that comes across in a program. And I actually think this stems from Dan Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and just not trusting Excellent. any character anymore. And I just think, yeah, they're a baddie. They're a bad guy. They're evil. They're in on it. And then they're not. And I'm like, oh, God, what's what's happened? My powers of prediction are stuck with One Tree Hill and I can't use them anywhere else. It's crazy. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in. No, that's good. But, yeah, I reckon I, I, reckon no, I, like I, I could smash out One Tree Hill like fairly quickly, I reckon, even all nine, all nine seasons. It took me six months the last time I did it. I do it, yeah. it in six weeks. Okay. Well, <laughs> I believe it. I think you could do it quicker than Maybe. that. Well, I was going to say if you if you're looking for something to watch, something I think it's like six episodes, maybe eight episodes, um, which it was really good. It's called The White Lotus. Have you heard of it? No. It's have you got you have you have Sky? I do. For now. Yeah, it's on Sky. <laughs> you got, got like two days. Yes. You can do it in two days. <laughs> get the sky go app or something you know <laughs> before you go but yeah it's i think it's like it's either six or eight episodes is really good it's got connie Britton in it who's you know connie Britton. she did you ever watch the first season of american horror story i did i've watched quite a lot of she's american the, horror story she's the mum in the first season yeah you know uh she's also friday night like she's been in loads of things and it's got Oh, the guy in it that's from things. Oh, and Plop from The Office. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plop. <laughs> he, and he plays like a douchebag. He plays it really well. 
loads of people in it it's got a great cast and um stifler's mum's in it she's great it's it's like a really off kilter dark comedy like it's dark um but really good the white lotus okay will you watch it i'll try yeah you just, to be real i think everything i've suggested to you you have watched so i do try i i've yeah. gone through just on the uh, on the theme of things like watching stuff lately i was going to talk about this a little bit later when kiri comes on but i've got myself into um watching films that people expect you to have seen so you like apocalypse now and things like stuff that. like that the godfather trilogy yeah, yeah. I, I remember once you saying to me have you seen super bad and you're not the first person to have ever said that to me and i always go no i haven't seen it it's not really i'm not really fast and people go oh it's brilliant it's great oh it's, oh it's wicked so i watched it so i've gone and watched it and I, I have a list on my phone of the films that recently i've gone and watched that people say have you seen this or expect me to have seen did you love it it was okay are you <laughs> what is the fastest kid alive <laughs> there's some funny moments there's some good moments but it's yeah it was chaotic from start to finish wasn't it <laughs> it's so good i've seen i must have seen it like 15 times that's one of the films i can listen to so funny so funny what else is on the list um it's at the moment it's not a particularly long list but i, I can go through it very quickly so so the ones that you've just that you've these seen these are the ones that the i've ones seen the seen. ones that i've listed so the firm okay haven't seen tom it. cruise gene hackman good film uh, american psycho haven't seen it. Also, very Christian very Bale. Film. Right, yeah, Serendipity, John Cusack. Yeah, I hadn't seen seen it. Yeah. The Pianist, really good film. Quite sad. I haven't seen oh, it. Adrian Brody, oh, God, isn't it? Just it's just so hard. It's a hard watch. It's quite heart wrenching, and and just watching him in his in the situation in the ghettos and um in in World War Two in Poland, and just it just goes from bad to worse to worse to worse to worse until the end of the film uh, super bad is on there i watched it sleepers have you seen sleepers no. kevin bacon robert de niro good film i'd recommend it sounds like this needs to be my list yeah, <laughs> yeah go the on. talented mr ripley oh yeah Matt Jude Law, Matt seen Damon. that one uh suffragette which was quite a good film uh, it's quite a no. newer one and patch adams Oh, Patch Adams, great Patch film. Adams. Did you like that one? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Very good film. So there, that's my list so far, and I'm adding to it as they sort of prop up, and I think there's a classic film that I haven't seen that people have either said to me, you should have you should have seen this film, or have you seen this film? And I try. And, that's my new kind of thing at the moment. That's cool. I, I have some I haven't seen that... Uh, the Godfather trilogy, I haven't seen. I tried to watch the first one on the plane. I was like, it's just boring. <sighs> I think there's some that just you get a bit late to. When I was uh, at uni, I was working at Blockbuster, but it was I, I was I had some time before the end of the term or semester or whatever, and I did this exact thing that you were trying to do. So I watched Apocalypse Now, I watched Platoon, I watched American Beauty, um, some of them ones, and um, yeah, American Beauty was really good. Platoon was so really brutal. good. Apocalypse Apocalypse Now was like just really lo- really long and really 
intense. Yeah. You're just watching but... films with all the sheens in. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm watching, just sheens <laughs> and Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, I get my I get my feel of Emilio Estevez from all of my Mighty Ducks of watching. So. Yes. Okay. okay. So next, next little storyline. Oh yeah, you choose. You choose. I would quite like to go with Mouth and Peyton and their little journey ah. and their story. They have a very sweet episode with a you know quite quite an important message I think as well. Fireball. Fireball. I didn't catch. I, I I can't remember his actual name. Mel. Oh, Mel. That's it. That's it. I remember now. Mel. But yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. This is this is a very memorable memorable episode. This is one of the episodes that paints Mouth in the image that I think that Lee Norris is trying to portray him as. So I think there's the difference between what's written on paper and how Lee Norris is trying to bring that character to life. And I think that this is... I know that this was written on paper, but the way that he delivers it, especially the way that it ends, that he takes the position of being his dad to give Mel a moment of um, reconciliation, even if he's going to forget that a little bit later. It's super sad. It's it's a really well-written point uh, or plot line because it comes back to Peyton in a way that I don't think we were expecting. I don't know if you was expecting it, but it kind of, it loops around at the end of, oh, actually, uh, you know, she's got the situation with, with her mum, with her biological mum, and, you know, the bracelet and all of the other things. And the fact that Peyton's wearing the bracelet, I think, shows that there's a glimmer of hope there anyway, but... You know that, that she has the opportunity right now, and I thought there's a really powerful moment. I'm skipping ahead, I know, but where Peyton says, "If he can't remember, then why do you do it?" Well, firstly, that's a very insensitive question, Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> but Mouth says, "Because I will," and uh, and you know, I don't know how much time left. You know, they has. And uh, and he says also, Peyton says, but he gets to forget all of his regret, you know. And Mouth says, I say, give me regret as long as I get to have the good times as well. And it's just like, yeah, Mouth, yes, yes. That's why you're on my office wall right now. That's that is great sentiments, great line, great perspective, and I think it helped nudge Peyton you know, onto the right track. And Peyton was good in this as well. You know, she, you know, they, she, it was her idea to take and go karting and all of those things. So I think she had a good episode as well. I'm not hating on her. I think she had to play the position of asking those questions to evoke that response. So yeah, I thought it was good for both of them. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was a really, really touching side of the episode. And you've kind of got the, we've got the polar opposites with uh, Deb and, Karen stuck up on the you know the billboard sign when that you know if you think about it realistically that should have been Peyton and Mouth really you if you swap the storylines that's kind of how you would expect this sort of show to to operate and to to write these stories but actually they've they've turned it on its head and they flipped it around and it's completely different and it was a really 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 good storyline like and I hope it continues I hope we see Mel again but I kind of feel like Mel's got, like Peyton will visit Mel 
and you, you know again and and it will then get to a point where mel you know will pass away and there'll be a funeral and that's kind of i think it expected it's sort of like implied almost in this episode is that you know mouth says he's not got long left he doesn't really know what's going on he doesn't remember this that and the other but uh and has this perfect sentiment of you know i'm here to you know help him remember bits while he can and when he forgets them again then i'll do the same again and it's you know it's not hurting him and actually he's getting to spend is is it's when she says how long have you known mel and he says all my life mm-hmm. he's my my grandfather you know he's my and i i thought that was coming i did think this is a family member you know so i thought this is that was definitely on the cards and i really like the the storyline that my dad mouse dad and him have fallen out and dad doesn't visit him anymore but he doesn't really know that and thinks he's joe and you know also calls him mouse at one point and it's very sweet and then explains what's really good is is that um light bulb moment for Peyton, and i think there's there's two separate light bulb moments it's when he goes oh, i used to race you know they used to call me fireball and says it again or, or he said no he said he asked what her name is doesn't he, he says what's your name mm. and she's like it's Peyton. Mm-hmm. and th- then that's the light bulb moment saying what you know life is kind of precious and he doesn't remember his and that's sad but you know he doesn't remember the good times and all those bits and Peyton tries to spin it as he doesn't remember the bad times he doesn't remember falling out with your dad and he doesn't remember you know any kind of unhappiness in his life which you know is okay fine she's trying to put a positive spin on it I think that's a nice thing to do for Mouth but Mouth you know quite rightly says yeah but he's not going to remember the good times and that's that's the sad bit and that's the hitting home and this is kind of saying to Peyton you need to go and make memories with your birth mum if you want to have them because actually if she's ill and she explains it's a kind of cancer survivor bracelet that she's given her if she's ill and she's saying that she's ill again and we know you know because we've seen her go for scans but Peyton doesn't know that um you might not have a lot of time left you know I'm I'm still of the opinion that she's going to end up living with Peyton and Larry um and she'll be in the house and they'll be you know either supporting her with recovery or supporting her with you know potentially end of life stuff um which is very hard hitting <laughs> but I think I think One Tree Hill is the kind of show that can can set it right and do it right and yeah, just the whole story with Mel, I really, I really liked. I really liked the sentiment behind it. And actually, everyone going on these dates and they're raving about these dates. And, you know, we have Tim going, oh, I wasn't even picked and getting upset. And there's those <laughs> kind of funny, silly moments because he sits next to Mouth. And Mouth is like, well, I was picked first. But, you know, this it's not it's not going to be what I, you know, really want it to be. It's My experience of this isn't going to be the same as all of these guys. You know, his experience compared to skills is very different. but but it was such a sweet storyline and yeah it's this this kind of makes me want to this kind of makes us this is kind of why we do this isn't it is to to talk about these things and let people share with us and open up and this is kind of one of those again a, a call to people to say you know talk to us about your experiences with this if you have it if or if you're holding something inside because you know, you don't know who you can t- turn to and talk to, then come and talk to us. It doesn't have to be related to, you know, anything that's happened in this episode. It could be absolutely anything because we we want to help. We want to listen. We want to be that, 
caring ear or that shoulder to cry on or that I just want to bounce something off you guys you know whatever um and and mm-hmm. and this, that sentiment in in this episode was ex- exactly kind of i think what we try and put out in the world as well is that he keeps going because it's his grandfather and he loves him and he wants him to have someone looking after him and that's kind of what we want to do we want to look after our ravens and pigeons <laughs> high flyers club for sure yeah that's why we introduced it in the second ever episode it's uh it's yeah exactly exactly that it it actually yeah i was just gonna say that i, I have an ex-girlfriend that her grandmother um had dementia and she wouldn't go and visit her and i used to say why wouldn't you go and, why mm. wouldn't you visit and she said because she doesn't know who i am i turn out she doesn't know who i am and i used to say i i I get it. I, I kind of understand your point. I understand that you're turning up and you're like a stranger and there's a stranger in her room and it might cause some distress and uh, and be upsetting for them. But, you know, there might be a glimpse of something that makes them remember you or makes them remember someone related to you or, you know, like your parent or some connection to you that might help them. Or And, and also you kind of get to spend time with them as well. Like I could never get it i would be like mouth i would go i would visit i would do stuff but she wouldn't ever she wouldn't ever go i thought i'd try that in i guess it's it's each to everyone's own isn't it yeah, but i guess yeah, yeah it's she the the you say granddad or Mother, grandmother yeah grandmother right the grandmother might like mouth said won't won't might not remember her but she will remember the grandmother mm. you know it's like you still you know, I, I if if it was one of our parents, it's well, that's still my mum, that's still my dad. Mm. I want to look after them. I I want to see them. Um, but I mean, that's a horrendous thing, and I guess we would never understand until you're in that situation of how you're going to feel about it. But what what I was going to say was that it got me this this part. It really did because. I think for a couple of reasons. The first one being that since ha- since going into parenthood, it's kind of been an a uh, a shift. Like I, I don't think anyone will, anyone gets it until it's happening to them. Because I mean, I didn't think it would. I didn't. I had no expectation, but it's different for every person again. But having our son, it's very much like, okay, my life is different now. Mm. My life isn't about me. My life is about him, about supporting Ephany and supporting him. And everything has different reasoning now. Like if I make a decision that's going to affect something at work, uh, it's like I have to think about it twice because it's not just affecting my... I can't. I'm not just playing with my own income. I'm playing with making sure that I can, you know, support support our family etc and so there's this part of okay well at some point like this is these things are going to start happening to our relatives because we're getting older eventually it's going to happen to us uh and it was the part where he said if you have if you have a son you know just raise him to make sure he's a good man and um like the first the first thing i ever said to my son well actually i'm not going to share it i share a lot of things on this podcast i'm not going to share this one because this this one's personal and private but 
it just hit home that one it just hit mm. home and i thought this uh it was well acted it was well written yeah it's a memorable one for me i really like that yeah definitely that's you know it's it's um you've got dependents haven't you there's people that depend on you and particularly your your son um who will depend on you and 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 ethany for everything at the moment you know because he's a little tiny baby um well not so tiny anymore <laughs> and um mm-hmm. that's you, you you know we we said this kind of last week where i said oh i was a bit tired but um that means nothing compared to you know kind of your life and and having to look after a child and baby being up at three o'clock in the morning and you know feeding changing doing this doing that you know and i said actually i I have no reason to to complain about being tired because you know it is what it is, and you you were very quick to say it's different for everyone. Everyone's in a different circumstance and a different boat. It does, you know, mm. you don't have a kid, but you have got things going on that 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 makes you tired and wears you out and wears you down, and and that's that's kind of life, isn't it? Everyone's different. Everything's different in everyone's you know own personal scenarios. So yeah, very good point you made and last that, week. That, well, thank you, and that's the same with pain everyone's pain is individual like i think some people can can we're, we all get consumed by our own pain and circumstances are different and you can't compare one to another like you could have someone that's like a millionaire that that commits suicide because of depression mm. and some people will be like well what was their problem they, they so like, why would they have to be worried yeah. right exactly well it's actually everyone it's internal to everyone and you can't compare one to another even if it's oh this uh, i had a car accident and this happened someone else had a car accident and that happened well they're but they're completely two separate things not only in the situations that actually happened but how you interpret it how you process it how you hold it how you reconcile it how it affects you going forward like our our demons our past traumas and everyone's wired differently and uh yeah so to go back to the original sentiment is the high flyers club came out of left field really in the second episode it's not like something that we ever decided like went designed into the podcast we didn't think about it before we started doing it it kind of came out of i was that was the start of me going through a really dark period that i've spoken about loosely on the podcast and spoken to you about but I'm not too many people would know that, but I was like fairly close to a breakdown really at that point. And uh, it was actually around that period of right when we sort of were starting the podcast. And so some of it was was like cathartic to talk about. But then the point of, of it was actually, well, if we tell these stories and it helps someone, then that's amazing. That's worth telling the stories and being vulnerable for. But then actually we'd love to hear people that are feeling the same way so that we can give them that space to be vulnerable and feel safe or that space to just let it out and be heard. Cause that is something that's just really has so much value to it. Just to know that someone heard you. And even if, nothing was said but you know that it's happened you know yeah so yeah write in we're here email 
social medias, ravenshoops.net. It doesn't matter whether you're a raven, a pigeon, or whatever. We're you're all our friends. Mm. So yeah. yeah, we're here. We're here to listen and you know and help and share any experiences we may or may not have. You know, it's just kind of what we're about. For sure. <laughs> so okay. Should we should we go to they they're kind of all in twos aren't they we've got we've got Brooke and Chris Keller we can do and and Haley and Nathan they they kind of start together and go off separate should we go into them yeah sure and then we can make Kiri finish it off for us <laughs> yeah so Tim starts this actually by saying hey you know play us or trade us you know we know that you did the fantasy boy draft and blah 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 and so they they decide to do dates and the the boys pay the girls, girls pay. pay the girls pay isn't Tim it was like let's we'll go on dates tonight you pay and rachel <laughs> rachel's the one that's like yeah it's actually brooke that's pushing back at that point isn't she she's like i know that you have this these fantasies about nathan but you know, keep that to yourself sort of thing. We're not doing this stupid thing. And Rachel's like, no, no, let's let's go for this. We could do this. And it's all intended to wind up Brooke. So we'll do that just to annoy Brooke because Brooke didn't get to pick her man because or, she's a bit dumb and listened to Bevan. <laughs> or Devin compared or Devin, to yeah. <laughs> according to skills. Well, before we go any further, what's your prediction for Rachel and Brooke, this dynamic going forward? Like, where do you think this is going to end up? Well, based on the end of this episode, with what happens, with, with how Lucas finds Brooke, um, oh, which I, I, at the time I'm thinking, well, they're getting a bit close, you know, with the drinks at the end. This, is, this isn't going to end well. And the only reason Lucas is, is being asked to go into her apartment at stupid o'clock at night because they don't sleep is to catch her with Chris Keller, catch Brooke, I mean. And and I thought it would be kissing, but it was a lot more than that. And Chris Keller's face. The the, the, the demonic look on his face. He literally looked like the Unbelievable. devil. Unbelievable. It was actually brilliant. <laughs> I thought, this is, this is clever. And it was really, really well done. She was shame and embarrassment. Just just a shame from having Chris Keller there in the first place. The embarrassment of Lucas walking in and Chris Keller's just weird grin that made him look so evil. It was fantastic. What a way to end an episode. Um, yeah. It was a very Dan Scott type move. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And uh, what I'm not sure is how it's going to play out in the next episode. So this is kind of what I'm looking forward to. And I think it's going to be apologies it meant nothing you know we weren't exclusive i think lucas will go down there we're not exclusive road kind of leave me alone for a while let's just pause on that for one second as we let kiri in so we are back and we are joined by slab of beef connoisseur logo designing kiri Kiri, famously, famously your Dom's friend from outside of the podcast, inside of the podcast. Firstly, how are you? And secondly, can you tell us a couple of embarrassing things about Dominic? <laughs> I'm really good. Um, but no, I promised Dom that I'm not going to say anything embarrassing. Beat you to it, Simon. <laughs> I got that first. He got a way for you. He did. 
Then I will tell the story about when Dominic peed his pants. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I, I don't actually know that to ever have happened to you. Did it happen at any point? It must have. Uh, are you asking as an adult? Have I peed my pants as an adult? I meant as that's oh, you never must happened. Have. Oh, you know, it you. has. Come on. There must have been I promise you it hasn't. I've, I've, been, I've been close. I'm not going to lie. I've been close. All right, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I once wet myself at the London Dungeons. Not out of fear. Not out of fear, because it's supposed to be scary and, and whatever, but out of pure desperation. And I must have been 12? 27, yeah. 27? <laughs> I was about 12, <laughs> and I was absolutely just pure desperation, because we've been in line for so long, and then eventually got in. And then you, you just start, you just go. There was there was nowhere to go in the interim. And I just, and I did, I just went. <laughs> there you go. That's Let why I wet myself story. Was com- you were comfortable. Yeah, you have to do it sometimes. <laughs> you have to do it. Well, <laughs> you don't have to admit it on well, your podcast though. It's fine. Simon, Simon admits <laughs> a lot more. That that I wasn't involved in that. I would, that was confessed to me just to just to make <laughs> that clear. <laughs> but um, Kiri, we've got to ask you a couple of questions, and then we're hoping for your help to help us finish up this episode that we are part way okay. through. But as we ask everybody, what is your favourite season of One Tree Hill? How did it first enter your life, and who is your favourite character? Okay, so I started watching One Tree Hill probably in about 2007, 2008. So I was quite late to the party. Um, so obviously I started in like, what was that, season four, season five, something like that? Yeah. Must have been. Yeah. Um, so my favourite character actually comes in a lot further down the line. So I'm not going to say who my favourite character is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it for Dom. Um but yeah, I, I kind of got into it quite late to the party. It means a fair bit. I from early seasons, my favourite is actually Peyton, which is controversial. Um, but I I think I quite relate to Peyton. I'm quite feisty, and you know. I, I do you know what I was going to say? I can attest to that. And then you said you're a bit of a bitch, so I won't, I won't attest to that at all. But the feisty bit, I will. I I will say I I completely agree, and you have the uh, the quick kind of sarcastic pushbacks that she has as well. So <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I'm, I'm an angel. Um, so yeah, that's how I got into it. Um, yeah, favorite season. Probably season eight. Ooh, no one ever goes that very, high. Very. Very unpopular. That's a very unpopular I choice. I know. A lot of what I say tonight is probably going to be unpopular. I'm just going to throw it out there from the off. But season season eight. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. This is the this is the problem I have is that I'm going to get to the seasons that people tend to not like, and I'm going to like them. This is this is the fear I have. It will be good to look at it from this level of detail, you know, to be able to see the the true test of whether it holds up or not. But uh, can you can you de- can you describe what it was 
that you like about that season in comparison to others without sort of spoiling it? Um, no, probably not. Fair. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I really don't want to ruin anything for Dom, so I'm going to be really careful with what I say. But no, I think a lot of interesting characters come in later down the line. And that's probably all I want to say on it. I really, I really don't want to spoil it. I know. That's good. <laughs> I might not. It's the most, most reserved. Ask the other question. Most reserved Dom. I've ever seen you, Kiri. <laughs> this is almost as bad as when we went for dinner the other month, and I really had to try and like yes, not say that, anything. That was you did very well though, because you. It, we, I held my hand up. You did in front of me sword, as well, yeah. And and we got to. I, I think we were halfway through season two, maybe near the end of season two, and then you were like, "I'm not going to talk about this yeah. anymore." <laughs> Yeah, not gonna do it. So, Kiri, we we tend to yeah. ask about um, TV shows and your top five TV shows. You're on a desert island. You can only watch these top five TV shows um, for the rest of your days. Yeah. And you you did tell me I will spoil it for everyone that you had a list of about like thirty or something stupid like that, and then 13. it went to thirteen, and then you had you had to whittle it down to five. It's one of those things I've heard. I've heard you guys talking about it like on every of me every episode, and I had sat there thinking about it, and I got to about fifteen or sixteen, and I just could not whittle it down anymore. But I've had to be brutal, and I have got the five. P- p- please share I the have. five. What are the five? Obviously, One Tree Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I was to leave it out just to really wind up. Oh, you, you put it I'm in. The One Tree Hill. Oh, I said that to, as a I wind up because I knew you're taking it out. <laughs> Oh, never mind. <laughs> no, I nice. put it back in. I put it back in. Friends, obviously. And then I'm I'm quite eclectic. So, Sons of Anarchy. Ooh, motorbikes, motorbikes and murder, lovely. <laughs> and tattooed by horse. Only fools and horses. And bizarrely, down. Wow, that is what a mix. It's very similar to Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> That's the alternative, you know, the director's cut is down in Abbey. So. The other cool. end of the spectrum completely. <laughs> down the market, you know. I'm sure they're going by their fruit and veg. <laughs> yeah. That's good choices. That's good choices. And do you have a... Um, you asked, Dom. Oh, yeah, this is something I, I said that you need to pick and you'd, you'd already picked it. But have you got a film that you love... That is actually a little bit shit. I have a walk to remember. Oh, I've not seen this. Oh, is that Reese with is that Reese Witherspoon? Am I making? No, it's Mandy Moore. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's horrendous. <laughs> Honestly, it's but it's it's got one of those storylines. It's like a proper teenage love story flick thing, and everyone's just yeah, lovey dovey, and she basically has cancer and. Jesus, spoilers, Kiri. Gosh, you were selling me on it. Spoilers, you can't stop me spoiling everything. (laughs) That's good. Nice. Put it in the (laughs) Excellent. Well, we got to jump back in here into One Tree Hill. So we were we're just talking about Rachel and uh, Lucas, but we're we were going to start with. the storyline of of uh of brooke and chris keller 
Nathan and Haley. So they end up somehow going on these like double dates here, and it's kind of the epitome of hell for Nathan, really, in a way, because we've got Chris Keller that's the bane of his existence in terms of uh, you know everything that happened in season two. Though they are actually collaborating and you know working together to get Haley's music going. And, uh, you know, Haley's trying to get this romantic evening with Nathan going, but he's not really feeling it. we got Brooke sort of tells him off in the arcade, which I think is like a great moment and sort of gets things going again. Um, yeah, it's a whole journey. I mean, Kiri, how do you how do you feel about that storyline in this episode? I feel like Nathan got proper thrown in at the deep end. He had zero choice in that when he was standing in the doorway and trying to get himself out of it. That line from Hayley when she was telling Brooke, like, absolutely no, we are going on this date. That was just... I loved that part for her. Um, Yeah, and then Nathan got thrown in at a deep end, didn't he? So don't think that was the best option for him to uh, go along with it. But I I think he should have turned around and walked away. Mm. So you don't think he should have gone at all or just at that point at the doorway when it was going to be like a double date time thing? At that point when it was double date, I think he should have just either not gone or just said, like, you know, me and Hayley are going, you guys are going to do something else. I don't think you should put yourself in a position where you know you're going to be uncomfortable for the entire night. Mm, Good point. Dom? I just have to say that with this combination of characters that we're talking about as well, we, we would be... Fools, absolute fools, to not mention the beginning sequence of dreams in this episode. Ah, <laughs> the dreams. Like, just, um, it starts off with, does it start off with, who does it start off with? It starts off with Lucas in bed with Brooke. And then it Brooke. turns out to yeah. be Chris. And then Brooke and... Then, then Lucas and Chris. That's it, Lucas and Chris, and then uh, then Brooke and Haley. Haley, and then it's just Nathan. Nathan wakes up. But did did it did it get you, Dom? Did it get you like one time where you thought, oh, it's over now? When it was Haley and Brooke, and then it went one more. No, I, I, or did you think it was going to go? It was one the mu- more? It, Actually, now I come to think about it, it's the music in that point. It's the music that's playing at the dreams yeah. that makes me think, okay, the, the dream is continuing. And then when Nathan wakes up, it stops. So um, it it wasn't. Nathan, Nathan, I do this every time. Lucas and Brooke in bed for the first bit of that dream sequence in the watch along. I like raise my eyebrow, I'm like, what's happening here? This is against the rules. And then his alarm goes off. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I see Chris's arm go over. And I'm like, what the fuck has happened? This is insane. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, okay, we're dreaming. And then when, when it gets to Nathan and he's got that sort of like cheeky grin on his face as well like oh <laughs> what's happening here um i thought i thought it was a good <laughs> need to change yeah. sheets <laughs> again it was a good it was a good little sequence yeah definitely but sorry did you catch the music on your first watch or did you only pick it up when you watched it again um i i'd noticed it in the first watch but it was more on the second watch that i'd sort of paid more attention to it so in the in the watch alongs it sometimes okay. it's it you sort of you get sort of carried away with other things that are happening, you know, like other stuff going on in the, in the zoom and, um, talking to Simon or, or whatever's going on at the, at the time. So sometimes I don't always necessarily pick up on things. It's, it's a lot easier when I'm watching it on my own to go, oh, okay. Then a little bit of music's playing yeah. and then the little bit of music's playing and, oh, okay. It started again. Okay. It's not playing anymore. It's not a dream anymore. 
Well, so... What about you think? What was that, sorry? What did you think of the dream sequence? I'm very aware, Last I've listened to last week's podcast already, because, you know, obsessed. <laughs> um, and you were saying that no one asked you any questions, so I've made a point tonight, I'm going to ask you <laughs> questions. Thank you, Kiri, you've now become my you friend. You are welcome, I, I see you. <laughs> Well, and I appreciate you. Dom, feel free to leave. I've got a real friend here now, okay? Yay, he's gone, finally. So, Dom, he peed himself in... Oh, no, he's back. Uh, I, I, yeah, thank you. I, I enjoyed discreet, the... Oh, I almost uh, Freudian slipped there. I enjoyed the dream sequence. It reminds me of the beginning of Scream 4. I don't know if you guys have seen Scream 4, but they do that. They yeah. do like the fake out where it's it's in the film, it's not in the film, and, you know, for the first kill, which coincidentally is written by Kevin Williamson, which who wrote Dawson's Creek, and a lot of, a lot, you know, you could say that One Tree Hill had a lot of influence from Dawson's Creek. Have you watched Dawson's Creek, Kerry? A few episodes when it first kind of came out, I caught, but I've not religiously watched it and can't remember any of it, so it can't can't comment. It'd be an interesting rewatch for you, I think, or first proper watch because there is a lot you can tell where influences come from One Tree Hill. I'd actually go as far as to say that Dawson's Creek feels like the more adult version of One Tree Hill in in some respects. I'm not I'm not saying that that means it, one's better or lesser than than the other. I enjoy them both, but they are actually quite different. So you you check it out. You check it out, and then you listen to Cape Side Chats. Okay. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Kiri, here's some questions for you. Chris Keller comes to the door. Nathan comes to the door. Which one are you going on the date with? Oh. Oh. I'd go Chris. You like a musician, don't you? I just like a funny guy. And his lines in tonight's episode were just brilliant. Just brilliant. So, uh, yeah, comedy all the way. That moment when he's like, dude, wait, catfight. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, the bit that got me was when he was sat on the sofa with Brooke and she was like, Lucas is the one for me. And he's like, no, my name's Chris. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Proper I, I really liked actually when he said, oh, my date's already ready for bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dom, are you coming around to Chris Keller now? Are you getting why people would enjoy him from a dark sense of humour perspective? You know, your Power Rangers party story when you were hating it you mm-hmm. didn't get your own way and then actually it turns out to be all right it's happening mm-hmm. with me and chris yay he's, he's all right really isn't he <laughs> he's quite funny he's hilarious he's hilarious <laughs> he is very funny and he's less annoying i actually find him very entertaining <laughs> you're in for a treat my friend it gets better and better with him wait awesome it does so they're they're in the mall brooke tells off nathan do you think this is justified kiri that he needs a good kick to just get into gear or you think that was overstepping i think she overstepped the mark and actually when she said she was going to go and speak to him i think hayley should have stopped her Mm. too many cooks (laughs) dommy dommy oh gosh um 
I actually think Brooke did it with slightly selfish intentions because she she goes over and says like why the hell are we here why haven't you bludgeoned Chris for for all of us yet because you know there's there's no way he would have survived this um before so why have, why the hell haven't you kicked the crap out of him for me yet um and then it's uh it, you know the, it, it's selfish intentions because she wants to get things going she just wants to get home she's just like he's not interested you're sitting over here having a little cry he's over there stealing coins from the fountain let's let's get out of here <laughs> you know and um That's so funny. Uh, and she sort of goes over and says like yeah could kick the crap out of him or you know we need to get out of here or go and talk to your wife she's like massively in love with you but she's she's saying things that aren't already you know that are already known sorry you know it's not a surprise None of it's a, a shock, and that, and that's what kind of nicely leads into Nathan saying to Haley, "You don't need to take me to these places to remind me. I remember. I have these memories because I'm very fond of these memories. It's about starting afresh and and trying something new. And I I think the whole him writing a prediction down was really nice. That that's kind of a good mm. twist to the story. I'm not going to read yours because it won't come true. And and that was kind of a nice element to him and uh, i guess from what you were saying last week simon is that he was a bastard and and quite rude to her um was was mm. kind of how you felt about him in that episode in the, in that by the end of this episode he's he's kind of warmed to it a bit more is, is that kind of how you were feeling mm. towards the end of it yeah like i feel I get it, because he's, he's angry, and he has full right to be. She left. She kissed the guy, and then she left with him. Craziness. I mean, I, I was even angry during this episode when she starts telling stories about, I was performing to 3,000 people, and I looked out, and they turned the house lights on, and I looked out at the crowd, and I just broke down, Nathan. I couldn't even say, like, shut up. <laughs> Stop telling him about the thing that you left him for, idiot. Like, just say the the point you know that i was sad without you i missed you i shouldn't have gone it was a mistake you know these things that we debate with listeners all of the time well not you dom you leave me fendless like uh protectionless to the people on the instagram there's a reason people that i don't go on the ravens instagram anymore a lot of it's to do with the naily shit from season two okay <laughs> <laughs> At Simon Podcast, if you want to discuss it. If you're going to discuss it with me, you're going to follow my own page, okay? You're at least going to give me a follow. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, sorry, guys. Um, I just... Uh, I like the fact that he is, yeah, being kinder. And the fact that actually Hayley wants to take him to these places and he's saying yeah you don't need to that's fine but and and but i think he appreciates that she's putting the effort in and that's what is important that she's trying to get things back on track and i think he's now meeting her effort with some effort as well to be considerate of her feelings and it feels like we're in a position where they're gonna move back and i think it's fine for him to have been rude to her in the last episode i mean i don't think it's fine i think it's rude but I don't want to stand here and say that it's acceptable behaviour and it's polite. And I think, not saying you, Dom, but, you know, some comments and people were saying, no, it's fine to act like that. And it's like, no, no one's fine to be rude at any point, you know. Yes, there's exceptions and whatever, but he... I respect people that are in control of those emotions to the point that it's not affecting other people as much. And that's not to say that I am the master of that because I am not, but... 
Yes. Sorry. Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that he... Because when he stood at the door, and obviously he was like, well, if you know if Brooke's not going to follow through with it, then who else is? Let's just not bother. Do you think he would have become softer towards her had the date not happened? Or do you think it was what Hayley did and where she took him and the words that she used and the things she explained that made him become softer towards her? Mm, I think it was the her when the beach wasn't there anymore. I think that was a big kick that she was really upset that that wasn't there anymore. And then he gave her the flower at the end. And that was, I think, seeing her hurt, maybe. I was seeing her, like, vulnerable. You know, like, how when you're kids, maybe, or I don't know, you there's a point where if you see someone cry or see someone upset that your instincts are i need to help this person now regardless of how you were feeling before and i say kids because you know if you're playing around and being competitive or doing whatever and it goes too far and then you see someone upset and it's like no sorry okay it went too far and uh, so i think it was maybe from that i mean don what do you think um i, I think it's a really good question i think had the the kind of date and scenario not happened there still would be that awkwardness about nathan when it comes to Haley, rather than the kind of sweeter side that we saw in this episode it would still be kind of harsh and rude and you know you don't have to find excuses to bump into me and and fake it you just just talk to me and, and he'd still be quite blunt um uh, and i think he had a bluntness about him that fades away at the end of the episode um or towards the end of the episode anyway. And um, yeah, I, I'm guessing there's there's parts of it that I, I think he wants her back and he has done since since it all happened and it all kicked off in the beginning. It's just about really understanding the, the kind of loyalty side of it. And unfortunately, I think it's a trait from Dan um, is that loyalty actually means a lot, even though Dan has absolutely zero integrity or loyalty in his, in his life. He's just, he's kind of, built that into to uh, Nathan somehow and he you know seeing all these places was like an unnecessary reminder and I thought it was good that he says I, I didn't need all that and and her taking him somewhere different and somewhere that is special to her that means something to her made more of an impact I think than let's go and look at all these joint special places that have that are now starting to change and they're you know they've they've evolved because there's a development being built on this beach and so on and so forth it was let me take you somewhere that um you've been before but you'll see a side of it that you wouldn't have seen before and when she takes the brick out and and has the prediction tin i think that that really was the the most impactful part of their story for me so that goes that way but then chris keller and brooke (laughs) goes a different way (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Haley's like, um, it's a bit awkward to say, but a little bit horny, and uh, like, because she's like, you know, Nathan says, "Oh, we, you know, we made love in the rain here," and blah blah, and she's like, "Oh God, I'm praying for rain," you know, and it's just like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> she's praying for rain. That's a bit weird. And Brooke got the rain from Chris. <laughs> It's so many inappropriate jokes I want to make that I would just have to edit out. I would just have to edit them out, and so I can't There's be bothered. too much admin. So, yeah, I just text them to you later. But the, yeah, 
<laughs> and then screenshot no and problem. send it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they end up, they end up, they end up, they end up there. Um, Kiri, I mean, how do you feel about this? Do you feel sorry for Brooke? Do you feel like she was coaxed into this? Or you feel these were two consenting teenagers? Or you think, what, what do you think? You drink that much alcohol, can you really consent? <laughs> Either of them? Can, can Seriously though, can you? If you drink that much alcohol, can you seriously say that you are a consenting child, not even an adult, and you are happy to partake in such activities? There's such a massive, massive topic for debate there. I mean, are we? let's start <laughs> by saying, are we assuming that they're, they're at the same level of being inebriated? Because it feels like as if she is more inebriated than him and he's leading her down the garden path, right? He was definitely convincing her to drink more, wasn't he? So he was pushing for something. Definitely. Yeah, Dom, why don't you, why, why you answer this one? <laughs> I, I completely agree with Kiri. I think that he's um, edging uh, Brooke down this path of, like, he, he wants, Chris is like, I want to get caught. I want trouble. Uh, he needs drama and craziness to happen in his life because... He has no reaction to it other than haha got you so he doesn't mm. care he doesn't care about other people's feelings and how they they're going to react and how they're going to behave and if they threaten him and all that stuff he does not care and that's that's kind yeah. of like the the free spirit element to him but when it comes to the the whole consenting thing i don't know <laughs> maybe 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 both of them are adequately drunk enough to uh to get away I, with it. I think he's definitely I think they'd both they'd obviously both been drinking, they'd both had enough and they'd both obviously agreed. I'm not saying anything dodgy happened, but they they were very, very drunk and I'm not saying it was a sensible decision. Well we've all been there, right? <laughs> we've all we've all been in bed with Chris <laughs> Keller and then Lucas has walked in. We've all and he just stares at him demonically and we're like, What is going on? Yeah, it's a whole thing. But no, I think that he is definitely leading her and is definitely conspiring that way. And I think you could flip flip it round and say if he wasn't trying so hard and, and uh, manipulating her, would they end up sleeping together? Like, would it ever come from Brooke uh, initiating that? And I think we can probably unanimously say probably not. So in that, when you think of it that way, then it's like, yeah, he's definitely manipulated her. But like we said, we don't know about the levels of consent. I mean, we're assuming that it was consensual. It feels like they haven't made a point out of it of, well, I guess I don't want to say any spoilers. So you'll you'll see, Dom, in the next episode, how they react. But yeah, I think it's safe to say that it's not like anything. We're not in a Gabe situation from season one. No. But yeah, this happened. I mean, Kiri, um, what what is your initial reactions here? Well, I feel sorry for Luke because you don't. He's he has poured his heart out to this girl, completely and utterly told her how he feels, what he wants from their relationship, 
and she just, regardless of whether she was drunk or not, she should have had enough common decency, let's put it that way, to not, I mean, lock the door, at least <laughs> lock the door. What, I, I don't understand, it's just as bad as Peyton's place, everyone can just walk in whenever they like, mm-hmm. just lock the door. If he'd come five minutes earlier, uh, double entendre, but um, then, wrong <laughs> <laughs> bad choice of words. <laughs> Then, you know, if Lucas had come five minutes earlier, he might have seen something else from five minutes earlier. You know what I mean? At least he came in at a quiet moment, you know? There would have been a whole different meaning to Chris Keller's demonic look, you know? Lucas enters at the climax of the... (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Oh, gosh. He's still talking about himself in the third person. What what would be interesting? (laughs) Chris Keller likes that. (laughs) Keller, Keller knows you like that. <laughs> <laughs> what would be interesting to see is if, um, you know, what you said, Kerry, about the, the door not being locked, is if the um, the hair scrunchies are on the handle. I didn't notice, but that, that would be interesting oh. if, they're, if they're on the handle and there was a sign there for Haley that obviously Lucas wouldn't know. Um, but yeah, I might have to go back and, and check that out. Or someone go back and check that out for me because... We all know I'm inherently lazy and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Out. <laughs> but if anyone's noticed it, if, they're, if the, the different coloured scrunchies were on the on the door handle. Nah, people don't want to do that for you now. You've come too clean. They're like, nah, fuck you, Don. We're not going <laughs> <You asked>. there. <laughs> if someone has a moment of time, please... <laughs> Can you let us know about the scrunchie? Kiri, have you given us a review? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I did. Do you do you live with other people? Yeah. Do they have smartphones? Yes, of course they do. You know what to do. I'll, I will get on it straight away. Please. I'll go into the office tomorrow morning. I'll get on it. Dom's basically said earlier that if you can get 10 reviews, then he will give you a sample of his own, of his blood. I do need a sample of Dom's blood for when, you know, I can clone him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a bunch of little ones. Well, imagine Whatever imagine a small needs. army of me. <laughs> the, the world is not enough with <gasps> just one oh, of you, Dom. That's so sweet. That is sweet. I know. Can I, I, know. Can I ask a question that kind of relates to this and kind of doesn't? I heard this the other day. To both of you, would you rather be chased by a hundred duck-sized horses or ten horse-sized ducks? Duck-sized horses mm. all the way. A hundred, though. I don't even like. I, I'm not even keen on duck-sized ducks, so. <laughs> <laughs> can't run quick enough um but yeah let's let's go with the tiny, tiny horses because if you imagine like you feel like one they're less vicious ducks are quite brutal i heard like... i heard on another podcast and i don't know if this is true i have no facts about it but i heard on a podcast that ducks rape their girlfriends so... <laughs> it is true it's true they do oh it is true you know this for a fact yeah, I've I, yeah I've been fishing and yeah witnessed. It's not pleasant. Oh God, 
Mega Dom, you laughed at the at, at pain of ducks, and uh, I was just telling you a fact. I, I I laughed at how uncomfortable it's making. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> it brings a new meaning if those you know horse-sized ducks catch you, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Literally the mighty ducks. <laughs> the mightiest oh. ducks. Um, so, um, shall we... The the only people we haven't spoken about yet is Lucas and Rachel. Rachel's got this unique ability that if you are blindfolded and are about to take a shot, you know, a basketball <laughs> shot, that she can take her clothes off like clark kent in a phone booth like instantly and catch the basketball to perfectly you know cover herself but then just let it all hang and it's a good skill yeah your credit to her all credit where do that is a phenomenal skill to have i mean i tried to do this for my wife once and it didn't work out as well i mean just she was like, are they Chad Michael Murray's nipples? And I was just like, Jesus Christ, again. And that was... And Dom, how did you think about this whole thing? Have some dignity, woman. Have some self-respect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's quite funny is that she's literally... Um, she starts off saying, this is all just to wind up Brooke. Then she basically throws herself at Lucas. And Lucas is, you know, no, no, I'm you know, in love with Brooke one one woman kind of guy now um not gonna do that cover yourself up you, you know it's she's the one she's the one blah 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 and actually says to her just why are you doing this what's you know i don't i don't want any of that i've not asked for any of that blah blah blah, blah. and she like comes back with something quite fairly hard hitting but also i think quite unfair when she says you know if we're throwing yeah. ourselves at you you don't want it if we're not you, you don't leave us alone and you're chasing you know it's kind of like you we can't win either way and it's i, th- I thought it was a little bit unfair on lucas because he's not that type of character he's not that sort of person and she would know that from the time that she's been in um like present and around now she wouldn't she'd, she'd know what sort of person he is and that he's more he's quite gentle really and he's not gonna have the same um urges probably not the right word but he's not gonna have the same urges or or act the same way as like let's say like tim would or any of the other characters you know that are like that season one nathan yeah yeah yeah, exactly season one nathan who's you know kissing other girls while he's driving a school bus that sort of thing you know he's lucas isn't like that at all so you think rachel would just clock onto that but she's she's not giving up and it's a little bit don't know it made me not really like her very much by the end of this episode i sort of i've i've gone I really, from really quite liking her and thinking she's she's very smart and she's calculated and she can see things and interpret and control and she's very good at that but she's lost that with lucas now and the, the her first reaction was to throw her toys out the pram and have a little cry about it which is just a bit rubbish I didn't like the comment. I agree. I didn't like the comment when she was like, "We had a word for you back in my old school." Yeah, Gay. 
I didn't like that. That wouldn't fly. Dated uh, as hell now. Super dated. And then also just like, no, maybe he just doesn't want you, you skankhole <laughs> bitch. Who are you, Nikki in disguise? <laughs> Getting a pole. Though I will say, for a 16-year-old boy, he has some discipline. <laughs> He's very lucky as well. Like... <laughs> Like, Lucas, every time you come out to this basketball court where you're all weary and sad <laughs> on your own, you have women throwing themselves at you. You're weary and sad. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. um, Kiri, are you Team Lucas or Team Nathan, just as an FYI? For the sake of you, Simon, I'm Team Lucas. Ooh. But what about for your own sake? I'm Team Nathan. I am. Sorry. That's okay. Actually, no. I'm not sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I, I love Lucas, and I totally get why you love Lucas. Mm, of course. I don't like. I just don't like the head wobble, and it, I find it really distracting when I'm watching him. He head wobbles. You're getting confused with mouth. Oh, you mean like okay, sort of. Yeah. I can't. It's really distracting. Sorry. I get it. I mean, I'm generally just distracted by the perfection that is him. Um, so I understand. I understand. Not not aged well. He is not aged well. No, I don't think he's aged well. Do you have soap in your house? Can you wash your mouth out immediately? He is aged like a fine motherfucking wine from the cellar. No, I don't see it. I'm not. I'm not feeling Chad of of late. Okay, fair. Oh, what about James Laffy of late? Oh, he is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming to 2025 Wilmington? Yes, I have said to Dom several times that I need to be there. Perfect. Okay. Well, let's get Chad in. Let's get James in, and let's have this conversation happily. <laughs> I will happily have that conversation, but then we'll have to do the same thing. Because if I'm going to objectify the guys, you you two are going to have to objectify the girls. Oosh. Can we not objectify the guys as well? I'd be more comfortable. Uh, I'll objectify anyone. I'd be I'm way more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's aware of my love for for Chad, and I think that's how I'll start the conversation. But I think we could get a viral moment going if I just like throw you under the bus in front of Chad and James. I call them by their first names because they'll be on the pod by that point. And uh, I think we could go viral if you just straight in front of them. And then as you say, no, I, you know, James over Chad. And then I will just erupt. Maybe I will attempt to push you over. It won't be real. We'll talk about it beforehand. But... what if it goes the other way and like obviously the, the boys are going to then start fighting over me mm. so what if they then start having a fight perfect that's perfect pr <laughs> as long as me and dom will just stand there and just go welcome to the ravens <laughs> or dom and then barry corbin will come in and he'll say what dom it's opening in my lineup it's like midnight madness <laughs> yeah that's the one i wanted Edit yeah. No, we don't do editing anymore. <laughs> we don't even listen to these back. <laughs> that was season three, baby. Just let it fly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, hang on. So, 
then Lucas sees. Let's just cut to the end. Lucas sees. Um, Kerry, what do you think of this moment? Chris Kerr is like a demon. <laughs> I instantly thought back to the start of the episode. So you've got a, an opening scene with Brooke in bed with Lucas, and then the closing scene of Brooke in bed with Chris. And yeah, that for me was like, mm, okay, so we're just going to open it the same way we're closing it and just shove a different guy in the bed. What what are we trying to get at here? So um, yeah, I'm, I feel for Luke. I think Brooke has obviously made a big mistake. And then what what does that look like for Brooke and Luke going forward? What do we think? Dommy. Right, what before before we get into that bit, I just I have got another question for Dom on the Nathan and Haley thing before we jump too far into this bit. Mm. Dom, what is your prediction of? Nathan's prediction. Oh, mm, very good question. Good question. Um, I think he's written something along the lines of we, "We're not the divorce won't happen." Like, so it will be, we'll renew our vows somewhere and have like a proper wedding, or like we'll get we'll get him and Haley will get back together and it, they'll have a proper wedding when when more people there. Maybe maybe when they're you know about to finish that year of school or whatever um and that'll be the the plan is that they'll reconnect somehow that's uh, that's what i think he's he's written it's too it's too sweet for him to have written fuck off mate you know (laughs) in a year's time if that was just his major prank and he's just written fuck off (laughs) Haley on this bit of paper i'd i'd love it if it said my prediction Ravens win the state championship. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like nothing to do with her at all. Yeah. Or um get with Lucas. She's just written he's just written you clearly love Lucas. But no, I I think it, it was it's a great question. I actually I think he's he's gone, do you know what, after the last few days being jealous when Chris you know, plays the jealousy game, doesn't he? And says, let's let's see how he reacts. You know, Chris, this is all a social experiment to Chris. This is all this is, is Chris is playing big brother with, with everyone, you know, and is, is just messing with everyone just to see what happens uh, because he's a bit of a lunatic. And when it comes to Nathan and Haley, he, he draws out that jealousy and he wouldn't, although, I, although, you know, people, that are separated are still still jealous and and have that edge to them. I th- I think Nathan has written along the lines of getting back together and what that will look like. But I did say a like a little while ago that it will take almost the, the entire season for them to to reconnect. So they'll be civil and then it will be something that happens towards the end of the season. So I'm hoping that at the end of the season we get that opening of that tin again and we see what the prediction is. That's what I'm hoping for. Good question. I want it to say Luke takes the DNA test and keep his ass yes! his dad. Hundred percent, because that's so true. Where is Keith? Bring Keith back. Keith, who? Oh, he's off living it up at some I'm other st- beach somewhere. I'm still waiting for Cooper to appear. Him. I still genuinely think he's going to appear at some point. There's there's no way that that character has been introduced for one episode and isn't coming back. That would be ridiculous. Surely. Surely. Perspective, nephew. <laughs> I'm here to adjust yours. <laughs> so I think I think he's on his way back at some point. I just don't know when. 
I'd say season five. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm. We're going to give this um, as I'm as I am leading this. Who would have Who would have known? Sixty seconds to talk about this uh, Chris Keller, you know, in the bed, and then we've got to go into judgments because we're on a schedule, people. <laughs> got a live watch along and unlike dom i don't want to make the people wait i care about you ravens so they will wait king jong dom so we we uh kiri she's in the bed kiri's in the bed chris keller's behind oh whoop brooke is in the bed kiri's not in bed kiri's not in bed Chris Keller's in there. Lucas walks in. Demonic look. What? What? What do we say? We say, "Fuck you, Chris." Yeah. Well, she did that that's, that's already. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're assuming they had sex. They might have just been having a nap. Oh. Special cuddles. My parents <laughs> used to call it. Let's have a naked cuddles. cuddle. <laughs> Simon, go sit in the car. Me and Mum are going to have a special cuddle <laughs> again. No, Daddy, oh, no. You have to the car. This never happened. <laughs> Outside, so I can't hear. <laughs> Daddy, no. I was out in the Nissan Sunny, you know. <laughs> window cracked. He'd always have to crack the window, and I was always kind of him. But... But the cat got to stay in there. That's why I always had the Freddy. problem with it. Why did the cat get to Freddy stay? Freddy's <laughs> None of this happened. I'm joking. Stop putting real things into it. <laughs> oh, dear. Dom, give your reactions, please. You have 10 seconds. What? Whose reaction? Lucas's reaction. Your reaction. I, I, was, My man. I, I was not surprised. I felt sorry for Lucas. I hope it the next episode starts there and we go on from there and we see how everyone's date has ended, but mostly theirs. I'm kind of hoping it ends in a drop kick. Someone's getting drop kicked. <laughs> Who's drop kicking? I think Lucas <laughs> will try and drop kick Chris. He'll miss and fall on the floor. He'll get back up. Chris mm. will then drop kick Lucas, but miss Lucas, mm-hmm. hit Haley. Haley will then back into mm. to um, Nathan. Nathan will then fall over the edge of the like the balcony bit outside, land oh, in wow. a hedge. But in that hedge, oh, hedge his mouth because okay. he's creepy and just stalks everyone, and uh, will break all of Mouth's <laughs> um, yes. recording equipment. I thought you were going to say Nathan falls over the edge, breaks his neck, <laughs> dies. And then Mouth creeps up and goes, mm, and, <laughs> and just sort of drags him over to the if, woods. If Mouth hasn't know? killed it, he's not interested. <laughs> he has to have done yeah, the killing. Yeah. He takes it, he presents the dead body to Jimmy, and Jimmy says, Did you do the killing, Mouth? <laughs> Release the python. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> oh, God. It doesn't smell fresh, Mouth. Did you kill it? Oh, dear. Or was it killed by the hand of another? <laughs> so weird what what are you what are you thinking what are your thoughts i'm thinking if you enjoyed this episode and how could you not ravens hoops dot motherfucking net take the motherfucking out otherwise that web address will not work 
because basketballs go through what, Hoops. Dom? But Kiri, they also go through... Nets. It's actually motherfucking nets. Let's go... No, because I'm a Oh, we're going to miss out on all these new Patreons. They're going to the wrong website. <laughs> They've entered something very different. <laughs> Jimmy and Mouse oh. website. <laughs> oh. Let's go into judgments. But before we do that, please, we need your reviews. We're losing to less quality podcasts. They're podcasts that don't deserve to be ahead of us in the rankings, and it makes me sick. How sick does it make you, I Dom? I haven't stopped being sick since you told me. It's everywhere. Someone get him some ginger ale now. Kiri, how sick does it make you? A pit of my stomach. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrendous absolute absolute horrendous situation to be in can't believe you've been so let down by the wonderful ravens and pigeons because let's be honest they need to get on board smart she's right. so smart <laughs> if you want to be if you want to have a better life a raven life ravenshoops.net be like making love in the rain Haley and nathan style so kiri who's your favorite performer of this episode um my favourite performer is Bethany Joy Lenz. I think she had a massive range of emotions in this. I think she went from being nervous about the date to being angry at Brooke for being a douche to being nervous again, being out with Nathan and then all lovey-dovey and explaining to him why she was, you know, not coming home or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I think she just went through the whole range. I think she did a really good job of it. So, Bethany Joy Lenz. Good answer. Domi? <laughs> My favourite performer is also, if you can see it, Bethany Joy Lenz. I also thought hey. she did a fantastic job. It's the first time I've picked Bethany Joy Lenz as my favourite performer for a while. And she really stood out in this episode. It, um, there's a lot of people that stood out in this episode, but, you know, we'll talk about them in a minute. But um, just, yeah, great range again. Um played funny and despair at the same time when like having a go at Brooke and like you've all gone on this date and it was like funny but like also like so much pressure and just that the heartfelt side of it the the kind of cheeky comments then the the nice kind of slow pace brilliant really really good job and what about you my friend two kings three aces we have a full house. Bethany Joy Lens was my choice as well. As we have three and a half minutes left, we're going to go with the rapid fire right now. Do it. Kiri, favourite character? Skills. Oh my God, we didn't talk about <gasps> skills. He got, note- he got notebooked. Okay, real quick, he got notebooked. He got notebooked. And he has so... This will do, Ma. Comes in, love all of that. She puts the notebook on says that she will like make out with him upstairs or whatever if he watches it he loves it important fact about it is a notebook was directed by nick cassavetes who is friends with paul johansson and paul johansson is actually in the notebook he has a small like a small part in it uh and paul johansson directed this episode so i don't know whether there was something to play with that (laughs) but yeah loved it dom anything to say about the skills um i've never seen the notebook so um i'll have to go i'll have to add that to my list of films i need to see and 
Uh, I thought it was great. It was brilliant. Well done, Bevan. So shout out to Bevan. Kiri, any words on skills and Bevan? No, I just loved it. The whole, that was just it was quality. Comic gold. Classic. Uh, so wait, so did you say you chose skills? Skills is my favourite character. Yeah. Love it. Dog Mouth. Me. Mouth is my favourite character of the episode. What a sweet, sweet little episode he had looking after Mel. So, Mouth. What about you, Simon? Mine is Marvin Ooh. Mouth Monster Python <laughs> Penis McFadden. <laughs> <laughs> nice also Kiri favourite line um, probably can we cuddle a little first <laughs> nice love that one from skills uh, mine is actually a Lucas line where he says you know I always figured that if I met the devil she'd be hot and holding a basketball I thought that was a good line yeah I like, I hi like Luna <laughs> <laughs> Luna's in uh, I'm going to choose uh, when Mel said, Joe, if you blow this for me, I'm going to beat you to death. <laughs> Which is me in later life. <laughs> Which is you. Yeah, I messaged you and said that is you when you're older. Uh, Kiri, favourite background performer, one line or less? There was a little old lady when Mouth and Peyton walked through the um, old people's homes and they're knitting and I thought she looked really cute. So I'm going to pick her. Love that. I have the Dommy. same little old lady as my favourite so yeah and what about you Simon I, there was uh, a guy that was in the background when Chris Keller was uh, getting the stuff out of the fountain which I yeah he was there <laughs> so him <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not making it up it's true right <laughs> and favourite song favourite song choice Kiri there were only two that I knew so there was Good As Gold by Bleach, which was playing when the guys were on the racetrack doing the little go-karting, and then Tender by Feeder right at the end. And they were the only two I knew, so it's going to have to be one of them. Let's go with Feeder. It's Feeder. I, I didn't really know any of the songs in the episode, except for paying attention to the one that was playing when they were going around the track. So I'm going to have to go with that one, as it's the only one I really clocked onto. So there we go. <laughs> Simon? And when I when I never know, I always just say, "Oh, it's just the one that they played during the montage at the end." So I'm gonna <laughs> say that one. So, last but not least, the precious, precious rating. You know how this goes, Dom. Did you have a number in your head before we started this conversation? Yes, and it's gone up by one. Up, down, excellent. <laughs> Kiri, same question. I did, and it stayed the same. Okay. No one asked me. Yep, I had it from the beginning. Say the same. Ready? One, two, three. Eight. Ten. No. Fuck. I'll meet at a nine. Dom, can you go to a nine? People in the waiting room. I think I need to wait because I don't think it's a nine. Are you joking? They had the whole mouth and Mel and Peyton and Chris Keller and the opening that was funny and you didn't know what was happening and you've got all these different things happening at the same time and you had the billboard and the peers and Brazier's. The Brazier's. You know what? Because Kiri's here and Kiri picked nine, I'll go with nine. Oh, thanks, Dom. Then we call this one a nine. Kiri, this was great to meet you. You've been a great guest. Thank you, uh, Dom. Say a nice thing. Kiri, you Kiri. are wonderful. I've said this since I've known you uh, and as long as I've known you and you've all continued to be wonderful. And thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I know you, uh, you're you a little bit unsure as to whether you should or not, but you definitely need to come back. So thank you. 
Nice to meet you, Simon. It's uh, yeah, good fun. Lovely to I'll meet you. I look forward to doing it again. But before you go anywhere, we've got to do Ravens on free. Dom, are you going to count us in, my friend? Are we just going to go straight in? However you okay. want to do it. Ravens on three, my friends. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens! Ravens. <laughs>